believe that. Amen. Amen. God bless you musicians. As we turn to the book of First Kings, the chapter is chapter 19. 1, 9. From verse 11. I had a good report that you were blessed on Wednesday. Amen. But praising towards the high mark of his calling. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Philip Mafagaza. Amen. Mafagaza means a witness. He was fagazing. Amen. Normally when I attempt to speak Zulu, I, I make a lot of people blush in this church. I say my Zulu is very broken. Um, but I think it's just deep. <laughs> Depending on how you look at it. Amen. God bless you, Rashley. Uh, shall we read it together? And he said... Go forth, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And stand upon the mount before the Lord. 
And behold, and behold the, Lord passed by. the Lord passed by. And a great and a strong wind rent the mountains. And break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Remember, the rocks were broken in pieces on Mount Sunset and they came in a form of a pyramid. Scriptures repeating themselves. And after the wind, oh, okay, and, and, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. This thing of say fire, fire, the Lord is not in it. Amen. I don't believe in such. And after the fire, a still small voice. I would imagine if you were to put it and break it down, when the wind came, some might have gone after the wind. And when the earthquake came, some might have gone after the earthquake. And when the fire came, some went after the fire. But there was a little group waiting for the still small voice. The message is not in the wind. The message is not in the earthquake. Neither is not in the fire. But in the days of the voice. Hallelujah. And after the fire, a still small voice. Hey, you can repeat, you can say that. I want you to say it all of After the fire, a still small voice. That, that means the, still vo- the only time where the still small voice is audible is right in the channel of silence. We only got to know when we came into the message that there is a message from silence. And a lot of things happen in silence. And my message this morning is the mystery of silence. Hallelujah. Mystery of silence. That's what we would want to speak on. Maybe while you are standing, let us read this for your benefit. Uh, John 12, verse uh, 28. Verse 12, John, John, St. John 12, verse 28. Father, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. 
Or rather, I, 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 want, I, don't, I don't want to hear a thunder. I want to hear an angel speaking. So that means if you hear somebody speaking, you hear their voice. Hallelujah. Uh, a thunder without a voice is useless. That's why I will not belong to the thunders movement with all due respect. Amen. And Jesus answered and said, This thunder, I deliberately did that. You, you see, he's not focusing on the thunder, he's focusing on the voice. You, you, now you hear why I say I cannot be a thunder's movement. I'm following a voice. Within the thunders, there are voices. And those voices brought messages. And those messages are transforming the bride. Are you here? Amen. Don't follow a phone ringing. Pick it up and say hello. And listen to the voice on the other side. This voice came. I think I've already preached. You can even close here. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me. This voice came not because of me. This Malachi 4 voice came not because of him, but for your sakes. Folks, but for your sakes. It, it is in your best interest. This voice, it is in your... God was not doing a showmanship. It is in your best interest. This is for your sake. Are you still with me? Shall we bow heads? Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this morning. Songs of Zion have been sung unto thee. You are such a marvelous God. The beauty about it, there was a time when Paul came across a certain group that had a fellowship and they named an altar after the name of an unknown God. But this morning, we are not worshipping the unknown God. We are worshipping the Elohim, the self-existing one. No wonder the prophecy in the end time, Jesus Christ came to give the people some type of an idea of who that Elohim is. And I believe that in the end time, you immorphed yourself and became a message in the end time to give the people some type of an idea of that great Elohim as to who he is. Now it is in the weight form, dear God. Then it was in the flesh form. But God, there is a promise that I will glorify your name again, which is referring to the latter days, dear God. At no point in time shall you leave yourself without a witness. And I believe that men and women in the building, some of them can raise their hand and say that in this dark age, I am God's witness in the end time. Dear God, we appreciate you for such a pure message, fresh message. What would we be telling each other 
had you not brought the message in the end time. It was just going to be mumbo-jumbo that was going to happen behind the pulpit with absolutely no substance, with no result, with no life. But I'm glad that through this message, we have tapped into the fountain of life. May you give your people victory this morning. Whatever battles that they are battling against, I know you can settle that battle once and for all. If they are sick, dear God, you can heal them. And I know that you don't do half-done jobs. You can bring a total healing to them. If they need deliverance, may you deliver them. If there are visitors in our midst, I know, dear God, there is a way that you can touch a human heart until they realize that from that time, something miraculous happened. May the voice of God be heard in the building. It is not my voice, dear God. You have just borrowed my vocal cords. And that is why I've got absolutely no contribution in terms of what is going to happen. I'm availing, availing myself as a, as a vessel through which you can use, dear God, for the benefit of your people. My greatest desire, as you speak to them, as you shape them, as you mold them, don't leave me as a preacher because many a times the molding is taking place for the people that are in the pews and ministers, dear God, do not benefit. But dear God, I want to be part of the process for the glory of the Lord. Let your name be glorified and we bind every spirit unapologetically in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. So, I want to speak on the the mystery of the silence. Amen. So, last week we had a good time, despite what Satan was trying to do. Amen. Sometimes when Satan fights... We rejoice because that means something valuable is about it to be delivered. Amen. So the, the, there was a power failure, and thereafter the brothers wanted to switch on the generator, the switch bent there. So Satan was hard at work, but God was hard at work. Amen. So we appreciate God for what He is doing. Every time when we preach, there is a demonic activity. Satan is hard at work. He's playing. But we are not apologetic. We just want to bind him. Amen. Now, the mystery of silence, even before I get there, many people are uncomfortable with silence. Uh, most people think that they are afraid of darkness, but actually they are not afraid of darkness, they are afraid of silence. Uh, some people during the day with the hustle and bustle of life, with noise going on, they become very comfortable, but uh, when they are supposed to be alone, it becomes very traumatic to some people. You know that there are some people that cannot spend time alone. As soon as they spend time alone, 
it causes such a trauma on them. Amen. But I want to say, silence is the language that God speaks. I'll repeat that. Silence is the language that God speaks. I know it sounds like an oxymoron, but how can silence be a language? Yes, you will get where what we are referring to. Amen. Because in the mystery of silence is where the Lord is. And silence cannot really be described. And silence, it is not the absence of sound. It makes it possible for you to notice sound. Hallelujah. It is nothing but it is a, a nothing filled with everything. Hallelujah. And God is a friend of silence. Amen. In silence, trees grow. In silence, the stars move, the moons move, the sun move. There is quite a lot of things that are happening in silence. Are you still with me? Are you not amazed that in the end time, the prophet of the hour came and just said, before every service, doesn't matter where you are, across the globe, have a period of silence. What is it about silence that made the prophet, he, never, he was never prescriptive on a lot of things, but that one, he was prescriptive. And my question is, what happens in that silence? Why did the prophet want that silence? There is something in silence that we need to tap into this morning. Are we together? Now, I read a scripture here, and I know I ran ahead of myself. Maybe let's bring Acts 9, verse 7. I'm a firm believer that the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Furthermore, I'm a firm believer that the message does not contradict itself. Let's bring Acts 9, verse 7. You'll help me to reach, just to make sure that we are all awake. Amen. And it's so somewhere where a brother had just been sleeping in church and the whole church began to clap. He woke up, he clapped. I almost wanted to ask him, what are you sleeping for? Amen. Now, Acts 9, verse 7, And the men which journeyed with him, Stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Do you capture? They've heard the voice, but they don't see a man. That means they could not see the source of the voice. Acts 22, verse 9. And they that were with me saw indeed the light. And they that were with me saw indeed the light. 
And were afraid. Already you can see the man that spoke to him was the light. Are you still with me? Amen. They saw the light, but they didn't know that the man, that light is a man. In the end time, they see the pillar of fire over the prophet. They think it's a light. It's a man. That is the angel of the Lord. And were afraid. And they had not the voice of him that spake to me. Now, if, if you don't have the revelation, then you close your book, raise your hand, the Bible contradicts itself because here, Luke says they heard a voice. Now, Paul says they did not hear the voice. So therefore, somebody can close the Bible and say it contradicts itself. That is why revelation is very critical. I say revelation is very critical. Now, when you go and check that word, the translation in Greek, the word voice, it means phone, as you, are, as you write it when you refer to a phone. Now, phone, it can mean the voice of God, the voice of man, or just the sound. Now, Luke says they had the voice. But it was not the voice. They heard the sound. That means if you hear hear the sound, hallelujah, I don't know whether I'm making sense. You can hear a voice, but not understand what the voice is saying. So that means uh, you can hear the sound, but the sound can be unintelligible, if I was to use that way. So, if, if I was to speak in Chinese, many of you, you would not know what I'm talking about. But yet you hear me. Now, Paul was referring that they heard the sound, but they could not understand what that sound was conveying. Now, it takes you back to the book of John. I will glorify your name again. Then they heard a thunder, which they have heard a noise. But those that were with him, they said, an angel speak unto him. Why? One group says it is a thunder, and another group says it is a voice. It means those that have heard the voice, they can decode the message that that voice was conveying. Are we together? Are you here, people? I hope we are together here. Does it make sense? Amen. Now... Let's come to this one. In the message, the angel, this, this may help you. This will definitely help you. And maybe while edit, when you've got a trial, when you've got a need, and you've got a burden, and you want God to hear you, there is a time around which you can approach God. Yes, I'm going to read the message. Yes, you can pray any time, but there are specific time that when you approach God, 
your prayer is bound to reach heaven. Amen. Amen. In the message, the angel and the commission. Verse, how many people in the building love mornings? How many people love mornings? Amen. You don't, don't feel bad if you don't like the morning. I don't like morning. Amen. But there is something special about the morning. There is something special about no one the, 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 the sisters, the women that went to the tomb of Jesus, they did not go in the afternoon. Right at the breaking of the day, they were there because there is something special about the morning. Uh, and even I would imagine uh, people that are most successful are the people that wake up early. If you run a business, you wake up late, it's going to go down. No doubt about it. If you are a leader in whatever organization that you work for and you wake up early, you are going to be in trouble. I expected an amen, but let me get along. Uh, 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 continue. In the message, the angel and the commission, paragraph 17. He says, I went to the hotel that night. My brother, Johnny, and my little son, Billy, they went into the hotel. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Did you get him? 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was lying down sleeping. I had just went to sleep, which I don't sleep very much at night. I'm always in prayer. Night time, and night time he's telling you what time is referring to around 2 o'clock in the morning. Night time when all demon powers shut down towards the morning. When they are not roaming, that's the time the Holy Spirit moves in and talks to me. Go early if you want to pray. Rise up early. I thought the church will say amen to that. Hallelujah. What does your prophet say? He says, rise up early. Hallelujah. The brothers are bringing up their good job. Rise up early. That means if you want to be a prayer warrior, you cannot be very lazy. Uh, Hallelujah. I did not know that demons get tired. But the prophet says right between after midnight from 1 o'clock until 3 or 4, he says that's when demonic powers shut down. Are you still with me? And furthermore, let me tell you, a lot of ministers, we get our messages right around that time. When in the quietness of the morning, that's when God drops something in your heart and you say, this one, this is what I need to deliver to the church. Are you still with me? Now, I'm not saying don't pray during the night. I believe that every family in this church, it is mandatory for them to have a family prayer. I believe that it is mandatory for members of this church every night to have a family prayer. 
I can see that there's a sense there's a problem with that amens. I will repeat, it is very critical that you have a family prayer. Why? I'm telling you, a lot of you, uh, sometimes you, you fight the battle when, when it is too late, while the enemy has long overrun you. When the family that prays together stays together. Are you still with me? And even when you worship, have you realized that if you are a prayerful family and you have those family prayers, the moment your child goes wrong, they they want to move out of the house. You know why? It's because they avoid that moment. Because that is the moment of truth. Amen. Now, another quotation in the message, what here is the thou, Elijah. He says in this message, paragraph 13, 1, 3. He says, did you, know, did you ever notice after, paragraph 13, did you ever notice after the wickedness of the night has settled down, did you ever walk out of a morning really early after, after all the demo, demons that the road houses and has quietened down and gone to rest. All the wickedness has settled. Then you can walk out early of a morning in that stillness and quietness of the morning. The dew has brought the fragrancy of the flowers. It's refreshing to come out into such atmosphere. It is refreshing to come out into that atmosphere. A lot of people wake up in the morning and they say, that those that are early risers, they will tell you the breeze in the morning is very fresh. And Brother Branham says the reason is because the demonic powers and the wickedness has quieted down around that time. So the atmosphere is clear. If there is a time for meditation, it is during that time. Can I get an amen on that? I know when you speak about early rises, it creates a problem, but I understand. Now, in the message, Mary's belief, I'll just take these quotations so that we carry on. Paragraph 7. He says, it must have been on the first day of the week after they had had the Sabbath service. And the sun getting pretty well up and climbing into the Palestinian uh, blue skies. And the sweetness of the flowers as the sun comes up. That atmosphere and the aroma of the flowers and the honeysuckles as the heat dries it, uh, dries it down. Just a few hours before it dries it out again. I love that time of the morning. I think it's fresh. I like to get out in the gardens. I think a minister ought to come to the platform not loaded with a lot of care, but out of freshness of the presence of the Lord. Get out early of a morning after all the demons have gone to bed. Uh, hallelujah. I did not know that demons get tired, but the whole prophet, because he interacted with the spirit world, he tells you that they get tired. Are you still with me? Now, he says, 
and the night rally about over, then it settles down and gets quiet and smell that aroma, the sweetness. And I believe if a minister would just stay before God until he came into the pulpit, he would come as a sweet-smelling server, anointed with the Holy Spirit to bring the message of God to the hungry-hearted people who are waiting. Are we together? Now, let's put it this way, folks. Let's put it this way. I don't know how many has it happened here where sometime you sleep, but all of a sudden, right in the middle of the night or somewhere along the night, you wake up. Has it ever happened to you? A lot of people, when that happens, they normally say it is insomnia. But that is not, sometimes it's not the case. It may be God waking you up so that you can have a communion with God. Are we together? And a lot of times, some people, when they wake up around that time, all they are interested is to say, are there footsteps in the yard? No, sir. Sometime it is a time for you to go into your closet and speak to the Almighty God. Why? If God wants to speak to you, he's got to wake you up. Because during the day, you speak to everybody else and God has got no attention. And let me tell you, when you pray with the family, that is the prayer for the family. It's not your prayer as an individual. Because every individual needs a personal walk with God. And if you need a personal walk with God, you've got to speak to the one that you walk with. I'll repeat that. You've got to speak to the one that you walk with. You cannot have a relationship without talking to the person that you have a relationship with. Are you still with me? If there are problems in the house, sisters, you know that there is silent treatment. Silent treatment means there are problems in the house. But when there are no problems, we talk to each other. Are you here? Amen. Amen. I know with that silent treatment, I went somewhere. You'll bear with me, but that is the case. Amen. Now, I went to check when Brother Bram, when it was going towards the, you remember the Brenham family always had visitors. Sick people, Brother Bram says, it was always full of sick people. And he says, I'm glad of Mira because she stood between me and the public. That is why her hair turned to gray at an early age. Are you still with me? So people would come to be prayed for, and we know animals would come to be prayed for. But there is something that happened towards the build-up of the opening of the seals, and I want to read that for you. Now, he says in the seventh seal, he says, and have you noticed the mysterious part of this week? That's what it is mysterious part of it. That's what it's been. It's not a human being, a man. It has been the angels of the Lord. He continues in the same message, paragraph 347. He says, this has been a mysterious week. The whole thing has been kind of strange how when people come 
and see them standing around outside in the windows and in the doors, back around to the back, everywhere listening. As far as a speaker, and I'm far from a speaker, I got that much of intelligence to know that I'm not, that I'm not a speaker. But why would people sit and listen like that? Why would they do it? They don't come to hear a person like me. But they are coming because there is something in it drawing the people. Are you still with me? We are not coming because of a man. There is something that is drawing us. He says there is something in it that's drawing them. And he says, now every, now I want to make this very clear. Every time Every time that this seals has come to the place, everything that I ever believed on them has read of other people has been contrary to what came to me in the room. And it says, the reason I had the healing service this morning, because my human mind is becoming so away from my own way of thinking. That means when you enter the supernatural, your mind gets away from your own thinking. I've tried to stay in a room with the shades pulled down and a light on. This is the eighth day. Not even got in in my car to go anywhere. I had to go with some brothers down to banks to sign some notes and things on money and stuff that had been borrowed for this church. And I came straight right back and went right into the study. But the strange thing there isn't being one person said anything or usually the knocking and pulling and around. There has been one thing. It's been a phenomenal week. Yes. I don't know whether you get what I mean. Amen. Brother Brenham prays for the sick. His house is always full of people. And they come from different places. There is commotion in the house. But in the build up to this, in the week where he preached to the seals, not even one sick person came to be prayed for. My question is, what happened to that week? Where were the sick people during that week? I believe that uh, there was enough power in the atmosphere to heal the people without coming in contact with the prophet. I'm going to repeat that one. And it says, where, because right now after the service, he would be taken, he would go to Brother Wood's place. He says, where I've been eating at Brother Wood's. You want to do something, brother? Okay. Amen. Now, he says, he says, uh, where I've been eating at Brother Wood's, usually that place is packed around with cars. And they had eight or ten different people that were going to come stay with them during that time. And none of them came. Why was the prophet during the seals, God did not want him to be distracted by anything? Why the sick people, the people that had planned to visit, they were not visiting? God wanted the prophet alone because in that silence... God was going to drop the message in the heart of Elijah so that this message can come to the bride. I say, God loves silence. Are you still with me? Now, let's just read Revelation 8. 
Revelation 8 verse 1. Okay. Revelation 8 verse 1. Are you still with me? And when he had opened the seventh seal, are you still all here awake? Check your neighbor if they're still awake and still let's read. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven. Let's put it this way, folks. When you fight with the enemy, you've got to confuse the enemy. Hallelujah. It does not mean that when there is silence, it doesn't mean that nothing was happening. There was something, messages were being transmitted in silence. And the frequency within that silence is a revelation. Are you still with me? There was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. I'm glad it specifies the time. It specifies the locality of this silence. Are you still with me? When this seal was, Brother Brenham says, there was no physical activity. There was no activity in heaven. Because had there been activity, Satan would have gotten hold of the secret. And with that, he would have caused a maximum damage. And I'm saying, what made God to make sure that Satan does not get to the content of the seventh seal? When I came into the message, I mean, somewhat you, we used to think, if you read the book of the seals, you are more of a graduate of the message. I came, I read the first seal, understood what the prophet was speaking about. I read the second seal, I understood what he spoke about. The third seal, the fourth seal, the fifth seal, the sixth seal, and I was writing down. Then I come to the seventh seal, I go through the whole uh, chapter, to the whole uh, message. I don't get anything. Uh, Be honest with me. I went again, I read again, I don't find anything. Then I realized, but this, when you read the seal, you think that this should be the climax. This is the right way you're supposed to say, this thing, this is what it is. But right where you expect there is climax, Brother Branham speaks in parables. But then I later realized, because Jesus, the disciples asked him and say, why when the people are around, you speak in parables? But when they are not around, you speak in plain language. He says, these things were not made for them to understand. But you were made to understand the mysteries of God. Are you still with me? But after I read that, I never throw away the book and say, I don't get anything. I kept on going into the book. Because why? I don't want to read something and recite something because I heard another brother speaking about it. That's not a revelation. A revelation comes direct from God. It doesn't come from a sister or a brother. It comes direct from God. So I had to get something direct from God so that I can tell the people the seventh seal is revealed. And I don't blame the people that say it is not revealed. And I will not judge the people that say it is not revealed. They are speaking the truth. It is not revealed to them. But to me personally, it is revealed. 
Brother Bram said, it was revealed to me in a threefold manner. He doesn't say it was revealed to the church. He said, it was revealed to me in a threefold. And you need to come to the point where you say, it was revealed to me in this way. A personal revelation of the seven seals. Not a message rumor that you heard that this is what it is. Because when that seven seal comes, it transforms you. Actually, the revelation of the seven seal is God condescending into the human heart. I'll repeat that. The seven seal is when God finds a locality in your heart. And we say, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Are you still with me? Now, there was no activity in heaven. But if, if there was no activity during this time, there was activity before. And we know what the activity was. The cherubims and the seraphims would come around the throne and would sing for ages and say, Holy, holy unto the Lord. Are we together? From eternity to eternity, that's exactly what they were doing. But all of a sudden, in that half an hour, everything in heaven, brother, let say, everything was hushed. There was silence in heaven. He says there was no activity because Satan could have gotten hold of the secret. Hallelujah. But I'm glad that what Satan could not hold of, the bride in the end time got hold of that. Folks, you've got to understand why we are saying we are the bride. We're not saying we are a bride because we are a church. We're not saying we are the bride because we've got the Bible. We're not saying the bride because we utter the name of Jesus. We are the bride because there is something that happened in our midst that has never happened in within any other group. I'll repeat that. Every group preaches the name of Jesus. Every group preaches the divine healing. Every group has got faith. But there is only one group of people upon the face of the earth. They've got the revelation of the seventh seal. They've got the message from that silence. And furthermore, there are things that happen within that silence. And I want to say, Brother Branham say, the reason he became God is because he created angels. And when he created angels, angels began to worship him. That made him God. Hallelujah. Wherever you find worship, God is a subject of that worship or object of that worship. Are you still with me? Now, in that moment of silence, my question is, what made the cherubims and the seraphims to leave their post of duty and to no longer worship? What made them never to say, holy, holy unto the Lord? What made heaven to be silence for that space of half an hour? I believe that something great was happening during that time. I, I, I want to put it this way. I believe that he that was being worshipped from eternity to eternity, in that moment of silence, he made a move from a, a usual place where they were used to that. This is where he was. He moved. And they wondered where he was going. Hallelujah. The Bible said there was silence in heaven. And the prophet of God says, wherever God is, there is noise. Hallelujah. There was noise in heaven when they were saying, holy, holy unto him. But now, when there was silence, 
the Bible says the silence was in heaven. It never referred that there was silence upon the face of the earth. Hallelujah. That means he that became the object of worship. He that became the object of the worship of angels. He came down. Hallelujah. He came down. That means what angels used to say is no longer being uttered by angels, but now is being uttered by mortal lips. Hallelujah. And furthermore, let me tell you, after every silence, what breaks the silence is a messenger on the scene. I understand what I'm speaking about. From Malachi to Matthew, 400 years of silence. What broke the silence? John the Baptist came. And after the John the Baptist, he introduced the Messiah. And now in this silence, somebody had to break the silence and tell you the mystery of that silence. That's why Revelation chapter 10, the mighty angel came down. And when he came down, there had to be somebody that had to receive him. That's the nature of the protocol. When a president comes into the country, there is another one that receives him at the airport. And when he comes through the airport, he doesn't go through the normal route. There is a normal, there is a, 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 a place where they go through, which is a very secure. People can be in the airport and no, no, not know that the president is in the airport. Uh, are you going? Are you, you see where I'm going? He will come like a thief in the night. When does the thief come? He comes in the darkness of the night. Right in the midst of silence. That's when the, tree, the thief comes. This silence was bringing God upon humanity. Are you still with me? And he didn't come alone. He had a book in his hand. That was now opened. Hallelujah. And Brother Bram said, your names were written in that book. And when he came down, that book is the same book that Adam lost. It is our title deed. But now it had to be returned to humanity. And how did it return to humanity? 1963. Seven angels stepped out of eternity. I say, seven angels stepped out of eternity. And Brother Bram said, I was out in the mountain. They picked me up. And Brother Bram said, what is the rapture? He says, one of these days, your theophany will pick you up. Uh, Are you still with me? And now, after he was picked up, he said, I became part of the constellation. And he says, right when I was in the constellation, I looked on my right hand. There was another angel who was more notable. Notable, who was significant. Later he says, he is the one that had the mystery of the seven seals. And later we came to realize, Brother Brennan in the message, it is the rising of the sun. He says, all the seven messengers were represented in that constellation. Go and read it, it's a direct quotation. What does it mean? Those were the messengers represented by the Theophanies. Are you still with me? And Brother Branham, who is this angel that he kept on looking and said, he, he was more notable to me? You want an answer? When he was picked up, he didn't become the eighth angel. There were seven angels. 
and they picked him up and there were still seven angels. How do we get added into the number without adding to the number? Uh, Are you still with me? That means he became Hallelujah. And I say that angel, William Brenham, I know where he was born. I know his mother and father, Charles and Ella Brenham. But there was somebody that never came from Ella and Charles Brenham. Who is that one? The same one that told John and said, Ray, come up here. I will shortly show you things that must come to pass. And he showed him the seven church ages. He showed him the rapture. He saw him in the new Jerusalem. He showed him millennia. He showed him the resurrection. He measured the city. In the end time, a man stands behind the pulpit and say, I measured that city. What ruler did you use, Brother Brenham, to measure the city? It was not the physical Brenham, but it was the same angel because when it came to the end of the chapter, John looks at the angel. He begins to kneel down to worship. The angel says, wait a minute. I'm not here. I'm like the rest of the prophet. Who was that angel? And I said, that angel was the seventh angel messenger that had the revelation of the seventh seal. And Brother Brenham said, I had to go westward to connect with the angel's message. You cannot connect with the message of the angel without connecting with the angel. Our message is the message of angels. You can never understand it with your brain. Hallelujah. Mary, my Elizabeth would have never understood Mary because it needed no mental capacity. It needed the visitation of an angel. And once an angel has come down, you don't need debate. Elizabeth looked through the window and said, Mary, the mother of my Lord, without that being announced to her, without her being shown quotation, why the same angel that visited Mary is the same angel that visited Elizabeth. The same angel that visited William Brenham is the same angel that visited you. Folks, this is an angelic message. You cannot understand it unless you've got a representation. And your theophany is a representation. This morning, I must preach from my theophany to your theophany. It is not from the terrestrial to the terrestrial. It is from the supernatural to the supernatural. Are you here? That's what Brother Mose say. When you realize that when you realize that this way is the eagle's food, then you have heard from your theophany. A theophany needs no Bible school. A theophany needs no explanation. A theophany needs no education. Right now, if we've got a theophany, things that we speak about, your natural mind may not comprehend. But I can tell you, in the supernatural, your theophany rejoices. And somewhat you say, I never understood what they spoke about. But next Sunday I'm going to the same place. And the people say, what were they talking about? You tried to explain to them. You don't even say, I'm even confused. And they say, but if you are confused, are you still going? You say, I'm still going. Why? Your theophany understood what was being preached about. I don't buy the story that somebody needs to be in five years in the message to understand the sins. I, I say somebody can understand the sales right in the first service. Yeah. 
Because understanding the seals is not a human instrumentality. It is a revelation. And revelation is sovereign. God reveals him to whom he wants to reveal. Are you still with me? Now, in that silence, Brother say it was revealed to me in a threefold manner. Then he comes, he preaches the message, the rapture. He says, as he comes down, there are three things that he does. He says, the first thing is the shout. Hallelujah. The second thing is the voice of the archangel. The third thing is the sounding of the trumpet. He says, what is the shout? He says, this message is the sound, is the shout. Hallelujah. And he says, he does these things, three things, as he descends. What does it mean? It means this message will call you to repentance. This message will call you out of your grave. This message will rapture you. He does these three things as he descends. Because the Lord himself shall descend. And the seventh seal speaks about the order of his coming. The denominations do not have that because he's coming like a thief in the night. But I say it's like Romeo and Juliet. He said Romeo is here to steal Juliet away. And I say I'm ready to be stolen away. My relatives don't know. Juliet's, Juliet's relative did not know. But Romeo during that time, we are told, she, he came in the middle of the night and he put a ladder and climbed the ladder and got a hold of Ru, uh, uh, Juliet and they disappeared. And Brother Bum say, today, the same ladder of Jacob has been, un, has been dropped out of heaven. And he, the Lord himself, has come down and is coming. We are meeting somewhere in the air. This message is not a denomination. This message is a rapture call. I say this message is a rapture call. That's why with this message we cannot preach prosperity gospel. We are saying this message will change the atoms of your body. Um, Am I preaching to somebody? There's coming a time. There's coming a time. Where you will be walking down the street. It will be an unusual morning. Brother Brim said the rapture will take place in the morning. It will be an unusual morning. Oh, don't come with me and say if it is morning here, it's night. I'm not interested. If the prophet says morning, he understands what he's speaking about. It's not for me to figure it out. I believe it will happen in the morning. Hallelujah. And it says that day, it will be an unusual morning. A brother that drives the taxi will be driving down the road and say, wait a minute, passengers, can I pull over? And he pulls over and says, I just need to go out there in for a few minutes. I'm coming back. And he leaves the taxi with passengers. He walks it somewhere behind the tree. He disappears from one dimension to another dimension. Hallelujah. And the people will be wondering what is happening, what is happening. And Brother Abraham said, then God will veil their eyes. And they will find another reason to say, maybe it disappeared for whatever reason. Let's take the taxi going forward. And they'll take the taxi going forward. There's coming a time where somebody will be in the boardroom and say, in the midst of presentation, give me five minutes. I need to go to the loo. And he will go to the loo and never come back. The MD will say, what happened? They will not know what happened. 
but the message of William Brenham is here to make sure people will disappear out of the face of the earth. I say the message has got the power to change the atoms of your body. I'm waiting for that time. I don't know what will be happening. Maybe Absalom will be waiting for their credit card to be paid. But 40, years, 40 days after when it is due, I'm gone. Rapture is not for the cowards. Don't run. Hallelujah. Are you not, are you not happy? There is coming a time where you will defy gravity. Brother Branham says, these are astronauts. If you are an astronaut, you are not satisfied with lower altitudes. You cannot put an astronaut in a helicopter. He gets bored. He wants to go out and go beyond the moon and go into the space. And Brother Branham says, you are the astronaut. And I'm saying, this message has produced astronaut. Enoch was an astronaut. You are an astronaut. Hallelujah. Elijah was an astronaut. One day the chariots sung low. And he was no more. Are you still with me? In that silence, a lot of things happened. He came down. Not only came down, but he had a bride. And he consummated the marriage during that time. Remember, we're not going to get married to Christ. We are married. We're only going to celebrate the union that has taken place. I understand what I'm talking about because brother says the bride is pregnant. If you pregnate a woman that is engaged, it's a problem. But you cannot impregnate the bride well, he's engaged to the bride. He's married. That's why this prophet comes. A lot of things happen when we didn't understand, but now we understand. Comes to the church and says, you have been waiting for me for quite some time. I was in the office with a young couple, and I had to officiate their marriage before I came. He said, let it be a symbol that I, as the servant of God, will one day unite this bride and this groom. Are you still with me? Yeah. Speaking in parables, he comes into the message, uh, the invisible union of the bride. I'm going to drop the quotations. We'll go and visit them when you get home. In the invisible union of the bride, he says, this seals the book of redemption. It's your marriage certificate. Yeah. That's exactly what he says. Are you still with me? So that means if a church is without revelation of the seven seals, that church is not married to Christ. Because what brings the certification of that union, it is the very book that was once on the throne that no eye was worthy to look at and no one was worthy to open the book. But today, you and I have got that book in print and tape form. Maybe I need to read you that. In the seal, seven seal, you remember when John heard the thunders and the voice that came from the thunders. He was about to write and was forbidden to write. And Brother Branham comes in the message of the seventh seal. He says, why? Let us prove this. It is a secret that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. 
John was forbidden to write about it, even write a symbol about it. Why? This is why there was no activity in heaven. It might give away the secret. Did you see it? Now he comes. He says, now the mystery of this seventh seal book will be revealed at the sounding of the seventh church angel's message. He says, the seventh angel begins to sound. And there is the messages written out there, and we got it in tape and book form. We got it in tape. What John was forbidden to write, we've got it in tape and book form. Hallelujah. Now, what does it mean, folks? And that is why I don't believe people would want always to create a mirage that there is something that the thunders is going to do. Folks, we already have that. Brother answers the same question. They ask him a question. They say, what are the thunders? He says, those are the mystery truths already contained in the seals. What is contained in the seals? Serpent seed is contained. Rapture is contained. Marriage and divorce is contained. Predestination is contained. All those mystery truths are already there in the book. Are we together? And that seven thunders are the ones that will bring a rapturing faith. But I remember when he was around, he says, we hardly have enough faith for divine healing, but it will take the mystery of the seven thunders to bring a rapturing faith. And right now, what do we mean by that? When you've got a wife and you got married to your wife, your wife must know your secrets. Knows the pin codes of the bank, knows the will, knows everything. The moment your wife doesn't know anything, it's a very suspicious union. I, I've said it and I'll repeat it. The moment your wife doesn't know everything, that union is very subs- subs- suspect. Why? Brother Rome says right now we are married to Christ. He says he is whispering secrets into our ear. Are you still with me? The reason he came down and became flesh and went to the house of Abraham and told Abraham the plan and said, I am going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham said, what if there are 50 Russians there? What was happening? He was whispering mystery truths, the secrets into the ear of Abraham. Are we together? And your prophet comes in the end time. He says, signs. He says, there is UFOs, unidentified flying objects. He says to the church, they don't know what it is, but those are investigating angels. They are here to check the corruption of the world. And one day the fire will rain, but before it rains, you will be taken away. And he says, some of them, those little lies, are your theophanies. And one morning, they will pick you up. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Amen. Amen. Now, in, in, in this silence, no activity, but a handing, ceremony, handing over ceremony was taking place because the angel, the mighty angel came down, which is the fulfillment of the Lord himself shall descend. Are we together? They say, with one foot, he stepped onto the sea. With another, he stepped onto the earth. 
Are we together? And when you go and check, you realize that in the end time, there are two powers that are going to be very lethal. One is coming from the sea. Another is coming from the earth. We know one is the image, is the beast. Another is the image of the beast. Amen. Hallelujah. The one coming out of the earth. Are, are, are you still with me? Rome and well, council of churches. And this one will be here and put pressure upon the religious system. But I'm glad there is a group of people that follow an angel that came down and stepped onto those two powers and subdued those powers. Are we together? That's why if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, you are not going to be deceived. I say you are not going to be deceived. No wonder this prophet, when he was supposed to meet the Pope, he told, they told him that you need to come, and this is how you need to come, and you need to worship him and call him. Father, he says, cancel the appointment. Yeah. Why? It was not in his DNA to worship a man. And it is not in your DNA to worship the system. Yeah. Hallelujah. He came to maturity. You will come to exactly the same degree of maturity. Yeah. And Brother Brenham, after on Sunset Mountain, he took the book. When he went to the church, and the message, standing in the gap, he says, I had to go come east to reveal the seals for God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. No man was worthy to open the seals. But here's a man says, I'm here to reveal the seals for God. What changed? Is there a contradiction? No, sir. What happened? Then the prophet begins to say to the church, he says, sister, do you, this is the voice of the angel. And say, excuse me. I know you might confuse. He borrowed my voice. What was happening? It, it, it was somebody talking through somebody. Hallelujah. Somebody had taken over the voice of a human being. And he began to they, they say, everything that I ever knew, knew about the seals, every reference that I went to to check what they are, he says, in that room, night after night, an angel came to me to correct me. And say, this is not what it is, this is what it is. This is not what it is, this is what it is. This is not what it is, this is what it is. The angel being corrected by the angel. Not another man from Asia. By the angel himself. And he came and preached this message. Look what the devil does. When he preaches the seals, right when in, when, during that week, not far from Brenham Tabernacle, they arranged a baseball tournament. The biggest baseball tournament took place during that time. What was Satan trying to do? To distract the attention of the people from the main thing that was taking place. But Brother Bram said, right there, people were drawn by something. Not a marketing campaign, not a gimmick. Something was drawing the people. And I say, the very thing that drew the people there can still draw the people even today. Are you here, people? Some of people, how they came, I mean, brother, is it brother Ezekiel? We don't know how he came. He came and said, one day, he just heard somebody speaking about being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he, it somewhat made him uncomfortable. And he said, I want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm told they went to, he and his brothers went to a Zionist priest. 
And when they go there, they say, we want to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Zion is baptized in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And that Zionist priest says, listen, we don't do it like that here. But we know another group of people that can help you to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go down to Jericho and get there and ask them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came here and we baptized them. God used the mouth of a Zionist and said, we don't have a remedy, but there is a bride represented here. Go there. They will baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were never drawn by a man. And they can never be taken by a man out of the message. And I'm saying, I was never drawn into the message by a man. And I will never be taken out of the message by a man. The son, the father, draweth us. Are you here, people? Amen. And Brother Brenham came. And he began to preach. God deliberately allowed Brother Brenham to use the most horrible grammar. And he comes and says, I'm not much of a speaker. A lot of times, he didn't even know how to pronounce certain words. The verbs were not right. The present tense, the past tense was not right. Until some people, even in Branham Tabernacle, undermined him. They say, this man is not learned. But people like Sister Haiti, they did not come there to hear good grammar. They looked beyond the broken grammar. Hallelujah. They looked beyond the flesh of a man from Kentucky. And something in them connected with that one, the very one that was in that prophet. Same as Peter. And he turned around and said, why still say, where can we go? Because the words of eternal life are in thee. People like Sister Haiti remained you there. Night after night, the men of God brought messages. And in some messages, I mean, you look at marriage and divorce in this politically correct environment. That message can never be played on a radio station. But sisters remained in that message, in that service. Some took their handbags and disappeared. What made other sisters to remain in the midst of that harsh message is because something got hold of them. And I say the very thing that got hold of them will get hold of you. The same thing that made them to be stabilized can stabilize you today. And that is why maybe I've got up to now. Some of us, we are not going anywhere. I say some of us, we are on transparency. We are not going anywhere. We are here to stay until we see a body change. Why? Not because we are clever. Not because we are more spiritual, but because he that came out of heaven, we know his final destination. He came down, but there is somewhere where he went. Folks, there is no record that when he came down, he ever went back. He went back, he went up in the book of Ascension, and the disciples looked. Hallelujah. And the angel said, in the same manner, that is going up. He will return in the same manner. It was not a cloud in an immense, in a sense of viper. It was the theophanies of the saints.
that he went up into heaven and they formed a cloud. And the scripture and the angel said, in the same manner, he will return in the same manner on Sunset Mountain. There was a cloud that no historian, no scientist understood. It formed a pyramid representing the saints of all seven church ages. Brother Bram said we were represented in that cloud. And he came down and he has never returned back. And I'm here to ask the question, where is he that descended on Sunset Mountain? I say, where is that king of Theophany that came down on Sunset Mountain? Church, I'm asking a question, where is he? He's no longer in heaven. He came out of heaven. Hallelujah. He's not in Jerusalem. He was there 2,000 years ago. Where is he today? Where is he today? The world does not know. Politics does not know. Education does not know. But in the mystery of silence, there is a group of people that can tell the world greater than Moses, greater than Isaiah, greater than Elijah, greater than William Brenham. In the end time, the same one, he's in Whitbank. I say he's here. Everywhere the bride is, they can say he's here. I'm not looking for him. Today, we can make an announcement. Like Philip and Nathaniel made an announcement. Philip made an announcement to Nathaniel. We, we, we have found him. Folks, who? The same one that Moses wrote about. The same one that the prophets wrote about. We, we, not the other people, we have found him. And in the end time I can say the same one who has prophesied to come. The same one that every denomination is preaching about. The same one that was promised that he shall return. In the end time in this service right now. We we I'm not going to look down on myself Folks, I'm not going to be apologetic. Seven angels, not one, seven angels came out of eternity with a book that was destined for my library. Where did that book come from? From the throne to my library. From my library to my heart. I became the book. He was to say, take the book and eat the book and become the book and prophesy to the nations and today the same book that Adam lost that went back to the throne of God the same book that was on the throne of God came down to William Brenham the same book that was William Brenham in the end time here we've got it I say we've got it not as a book anymore but we became that book we became the spoken word. That's why I say, Satan, you are too late. Even if you close down Voice of God recordings, you are too late. 
Even if the tents are not going to record it, you are too late. Even if the spoken word are never printed, you are too late. I see the spoken words walking the streets of Emirati. I see the spoken words walking the streets of Congo. I see the spoken words walking the streets of China. Folks, we have reached a point of no return. I say we have reached a point of no return. Why? The Lord himself has descended. A shout has been heard. A shout has been heard. Tell me, my brother, where there has ever been a time, I mean, in this church, you have different nationalities, different races. And this message, when it came to us, the effect was exactly the same. The Congolese man understood it in his Congolese language. The Shona man understood it in his Shona way. A Zulu man understood it in a Zulu way. And you look at the results. The results are point to one thing. The result is a product of the almighty God. Hallelujah. No one could have ever designed it in that way. I would have never known I would have met Brother Chetty. I would have never known I would meet Brother Clement. But Brother Brenham said, through the revelation of the seals, God is gathering his subjects from the four corners of the earth. Hallelujah. The seventh seal, it is a revival to the bride. I said the seventh seal, it is a revival to the bride. And here's something beautiful. It happens of the rudder screen of Satan. Satan is watching, he cannot see anything. Hell is watching, they cannot see anything. Are you not amazed that there are times you want to give up, but you don't give up? The seventh seal is there to power you. The seventh seal is the Lord himself. The seventh seal has returned back to the earth. And you are the earth. This is wonderful. Are you still here? Some say it thundered. Today people are living the message. They say this is a thunder, this is a thunder. But there's a group that say, but me, my brother, my sister, an angel has spoken to me. I've received the message of the angel. Let those who have heard a noise return. But let those who have heard the voice and the message of the voice remain. To those, the rapture will take place. Julius Jackson had a dream. In the dream, and Brother Brown came with a crowbar, hit the top of the pyramid, and a stone was exposed with nothing written on it. And Brother Brown said to the brethren in the dream, look on Look on onto that stone. Yeah. And it went westward. And says it began to disappear, disappear, until it disappeared. And it says it was a group of people that came there. Some they looked and they said there is nothing. And they went away. Others who stayed for a while, looked, went away. What happened? It is happening again. Yeah. Brother Brahma said, look onto that stone. Who is that stone? The rock of ages. But as we are looking, some are saying, there is nothing here. And they are moving away. Some have been returning back to Pentecostalism. 
I would repeat that. Some are returning to Pentecostalism. This fire, fire ministry. Message folks are returning to that. Just because the man has got some sharp nose and some tailored suit and say fire, fire, that's gimmick. I'm not returning to the vomity, folks. I, ca- I, cannot follow, I cannot follow William Brennan this week and next day I follow Bushiri. It is not going to happen. Not at all. Not at all. Because this has traced me at the back part of the mind of God. Are you still with me? I cannot go to T.B. Joshua. Even ministers in the message are beginning to admire the T.B. Joshua's of this world. They want to emulate their ministries within the bride. But I'm glad the bride will reject such ministries. I said the bride will reject some ministries. And I want to tell you, even myself, if I was to try another gimmick in this church, some will leave. Some are not here because of my but they are here because of the weight. And if the weight standard drops, they leave. They owe no loyalty to any man. They owe it to the almighty God. Are you here, church? Oh, some even if I can come with Zionist best, they will say, ah, maybe the pastor wants to testify to Zionists. We understand. No matter how the pastor falls, there are some people who will fall with the pastor. So. It's fine. They will find a way to explain it. Ah, not me. If this church falls, I'm leaving. We are here. We are, we are, we are united by the weight. No other thing, folks. By the way, if we, if we compromise on that, we have compromised on the very thing that has united us. And if we compromise on the very thing, no need for union. No, sir. Are you here, young people? In this church, you're going to dress right. Whether you like it or not, you're going to go do right. Brothers, you're going to do right. Whether you like it or not, you're going to do right. Are you still, Brother Brenham? Actually, there's a quotation that I would want to read for you. I'll read it for the other time. Brother Brenham say, Oh God, we have gathered here for a common cause. Yeah. Here is a community of people that, is, that makes it harder to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here is a community of people that makes it harder to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And I say, As a community, let's make it harder. To do the wrong thing. You want to marry the second wife? It's going to be harder. With us, it's going to be harder. No quotation will justify that. We as a community will excommunicate you. Are you here, church? You've got to be awake in this hour. You've got, brother, himself, follow a man as long as he follows the weight. If he leaves the way, leave the man. But the people are more loyal to a man than the word of God. But I'm glad there is a bride in the end time. He owes, she owes no loyalty to any man, but only to the unadulterated word of the living God. Because the same word transformed them. Are you still here with me? Now, when a phone rings in the house, Everybody hears the ringing toe. Children that were busy, they hear the ringing toe. And mommy will rush you to the handset and pick up the handset 
and begins to say, shh. Why? She requires silence. And when she picks up the handset, she'll say hello. And the voice will speak on the other side. Maybe it's the husband say, how are you, honey? The children in the house don't hear the voice. The people in the house don't hear the voice. It's only the one that picked up the handset that hears the voice. And hears the message of the voice. Seven thunders utter to their voices. Some heard thunders, but we did not hear the thunders. We picked up the handset and say hello. And a man said, good evening, friends. And he began to break the mystery after a mystery. While the other people say, hey, the angel is thunder. But God has now delivered the message through those voices. And this message, it is changing us daily. There is no way that you can come where this message is preached as honorably and as, as it is without you changing. Never. I've, I've come to learn that even the people that have backslid, some of them, they say, no, 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 no. At the right time, I must return. But after this message has satisfied you, nothing will ever satisfy you. I'll repeat, after this message has satisfied you, but try it, brother. Try it, sister. After a week or a month, or a, you'll even cause a problem where you're going. Begin to say, but oh, why did that brother hug that sister? And they turn around and say, is there a problem? And I say, okay, but why? Because why? There is a nature that this message has activated in you. And that nature shall never leave you. Oh, yeah, church. It's like the story of the chicken. The egg that was stolen by the, mother, by the farmer. And he put it with the a chicken eggs. And the chicken came. And when it came, created an atmosphere. And the eggs hatched. And the little chicks were moving around. But there was this funny looking chick. Hallelujah. Amen. I laughed in Bulawayo. The farmer was complaining. There is a froster in Bulawayo that sold the brawlers, fake brawlers to uh, the farmers in Bulawayo. Now this head of agriculture was saying, this, they look like brawlers, but they are not brawlers. And it says a normal chicken within four weeks, it normally weighs 1.3 kg. He says these ones, four weeks later, they still weigh 80 grams. He said they eat a lot, they fight a lot, and they don't grow. 80 grams, four weeks later. He says, we don't even know what to call them. I, I, I said there is a spiritual meaning. I say chickens will eat a lot. And I say, what about an eagle? Now these chicks... They grow. But this fun, you know, when a nature is in you from the foundation of the world, even this time element cannot take it out. Now, this chick, every time it moved around, scratched the surface, and others caught the worm, rejoice over worm. And it caught a worm, ate the worm, 
It was not fulfilling. See, how many worms must I eat before I really get satisfied? No. Every time they scratch, they eat the seeds. And the, the eagle will try and say, but this is very funny. Until one day, it says, but we've been, we been playing around in the backyard for a long time. To, can't today. We do something different. I say, what do you mean? Say, I've, uh, every time I look at the cloud, I just imagine myself going through the cloud. The other children say, ah, oh, you have lost your mind. Mama has never gone through the cloud. Papa has never gone through the cloud. This is just a dream. One morning, the chick says, but can't we eat something fresh? Say, like what? Like a fresh carcass. No, no, no. There's never been a chicken that ate meat. What are you referring to? The mother eagle remembered that one day my eggs were nine. I had one missing. I need to go and look for that other chicken, other eaglet. Brother say it flew across the mountains. It flew across the valleys. And there was a sound that it made. And it says, that morning when this chick was around, it more looked around and heard a familiar voice. The other chicks had the same sound, but it was unfamiliar. But this one had a sound that was certain. And it says right there, the, 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 the chicken or what we call a chicken looked up. And now the mother caught the attention of the mother and they began to communicate. Brother says right there, the mother, chicken, mother eagle said, come up hither. And the, chicken, the eagle said, how can I come? And the mother eagle said, spread your wings. And right there, Brother Brum said, the eaglet had never spread the wings before. He says, this eaglet began to lift up one wing. And the leg came in suspense. I've had two wings. The Old Testament and the New Testament. I did not know how to fly. But the prophets like a, the God's prophets are like eagles. And I heard a man from Kentucky who was the fulfillment of Revelation 10, 7, Malachi 4. And I said, how can I, I've been in the bend yet for far too long. How can I come up? And the eagle had began to flip one wing and flip the New Testament and began to take off. Hallelujah. I can imagine the brother chickens they must have looked when they saw him coming into suspense and say, even mommy never came this far. And say, wait a minute, I'm going to go higher than mommy. And it flew until they saw it no more. Do you remember the time? Do you remember the moment when this message found you wherever you were? And the message was preached by inspiration. And you are sitting there and say, goodness, 
Is it possible to live for God like this? And the message says, spread your wings. And you lift up one wing and another wing. And off you went. And ever since that time, they thought you will retire. You have left the Benia. Now you are in the skies. Now you speak about the rapture. Now you speak about the seals. Now you speak about predestination. About the serpent sea. What happened? The power of God lifted you off the ground. Are you going to return back to the chicken Benia? Are you going to return to eating worms? I want to go back scratching the ground with no much objective. I'm not going back. We are here to stay. Yes, there will be storms. Because in the chicken banyard, there are no storms. The worst that you can get is a wheel wind just traveling off the direction. But right there, there is no wheel wind. Those are the storms. But a real eagle knows that when the storm comes, I'm going to increase the altitude. I'm going to ride on the storm. And I say the storms will come, but if you are an eagle, you ride on the storm. And Satan takes this and takes that, and Satan makes this to go haywire, but he's amazing. You amaze him. Every morning you wake up and say, it's time for church. They say, you have lost your job. Everything is going haywire. Where are you going? You tell him that you don't know Satan. Those are the storms of life. Those are the ones, things that make me to have a testimony. I'm, even if I don't have anything to praise God for, I am going to go to church. And Brother Burrera says, by coming to church and taking a seat, you are entitled to God's blessings. And I say, you being here this morning, you are entitled to God's blessings. You could have gone to a cricket match or a soccer match, but in this you say, God, this is your time. I want to go to the house of God and hear your voice. For that, you are obligated, God is obligated to bless you. I say he's obligated to bless you. You remember when Sister Mida had a tumor, Brother Brim went before God and said, God, she has been a good woman. I travel, I go and hunt and I come back, but this woman has never complained. God, you've got to heal her. And when you hear Brother Brim's prayer, it came to a point where he was not asking. He was really instructing God that you are, oh, based on her character, based on her conduct, you are obligated God to bless her. And right there, it touched the heart of God, and God said, stand up. And brother must stand up and say, you can say the way. And right there, it says, before the doctor's hand touches her, let her be whole. But when she got there, the examiner, the tumor was no more, was not there anymore. And I'm saying, you are obligated. For you to come to a service on Wednesday, to come to a service on Sunday, to attend a conference, to be dedicated to the house of God, and to give your all on those basis, you are obligated that heaven must bless you. Do you hear me? I say, sister, you hear? For you to have kept your integrity as a mother, and try to the best of your ability to teach your children the godly way. You are obligated to become a mother with a sense. A mother who can add value. A mother who can change things. I hear brothers. Our, our peers are out drinking, partying, running around with women. Here we are. You. 
singing songs that Brother Kosana led and we are rejoicing. For what? For what? We've got to show something to the world that our God is on our side. And I say on that basis, God will never shame you. He's obligated to bless you. I'm creating a sense of entitlement to you. Say God on this basis, on that basis. God, you're obligated. Don't shame me before my enemies. Hallelujah. Come my way and rescue me and show my enemies that my God is able. I'm a message believer. Follow me a gift of God in the end time. Brother Bram said, when you receive the gift of God in an age, it becomes a golden age. What does it mean a golden age? It's a time of peace. It's a time of prosperity. It's a time of stability. The time of Solomon was exactly like that. And I'm saying you have received the gift of God in the end time. Malachi 4, it must be a golden age. It must be a golden age. In closing, I had initially planned to come and speak on the message, the residue of revival. The after effects of a revival. What happens after the revival has taken place? When Brother Branham, let me give you an example. When Brother Branham was here in 1951, moved from Pretoria, Bluefontein, uh, until Durban, there was a man in the Eastern Cape. His name was Pastor Bengu. Yes. Pastor Bengu, when Brother Branham was in the country, he was part of the, of the Assemblies of God. He was preaching in Eastern Cape. As he was preaching, he was amazed by the results that he saw. There was a time where all the gangsters and criminals in the community, out of their own, voluntarily, went to the police station, surrendered their weapons to the police and gave drugs and everything and say, we are repenting. What caused that? The prophet was in the land. There was a revival in the air. And what was the residue of that revival? People gave their lives. The community life was changed. I say, the community life was changed. I'm going to close. Every time the gospel moved from the east to the west, you know that? Yeah. But I says civilization moved from the east to the west. Wherever you find the gospel and civilization, they go parallel. What, and you here on this continent, you must hear us and hear us very well. What made England or Germany, Germany is more advanced than any other national nation, technologically speaking. They are blessed. What made them blessed is the residue of the revival of Martin Luther. Are you here? What made England to be what it is in terms of prosperity and everything, it is the residue of the revival of John Wesley. What made America to be what it is, it is the restoration, it is the revival, the Azusa Street revival. 
And wherever we go, we say to the African people in this continent, for the first time in history, this message came onto this continent and your prophet personally said, I want to take this message to the natives in Africa. I don't want this message to be contaminated. And we say, the solution for the diseases, for political instability, for all things that are taking place on the continent, the solution is not with politics. The solution is not with the religious system. The solution is with the message of William Brennan. I said it. I said it. Why? No one, you can give a person 100 million to go and develop the road. Ah, only 20,000 is going to go there. The rest is Mercedes Benz and everything. No other system can make one to be honest. But the message of William Brennan can find a crooked man and make his ways to be upright. That's why if this message cannot change you, Nothing will ever change you. I said that nothing will. You're hopeless. You're hopeless. On that note, God bless you, Richie. As we stand to our feet. Spirit has come down, and Africa has been saved. Brother Brenham, there is a quotation. I don't know, brother, if you can. He says, I saw in a vision. People in Africa with some thin little things in their ears listening to the message. What are those things in our ears? What are those things? What is it? Earphones. But I remember could see us here listening to the message on our earphones. He didn't know what to call it because that's before science could discover them. He says there were just some funny things that they had in their ears and were listening to the message. And I'm saying, young man, don't go down the road listening to rock and roll on your earphones. It will make you drop your pants and not look like a man. Be part of the vision. Put the earplugs to the earphones. And listen to the message 
from the throne of God. Furthermore, he says, in the jungles of Africa, I see this message will be translated in different languages. And it will go into the jungles of Africa. We look at the, who's that, uh, the people in the Congo that are short in stature? The, the pygmy people. I looked at how where the pygmy people are. They look very primitive, but they are quite advanced because they are able to differentiate among 3,000 herbs and know which ones are uh, poisonous and which ones are edible. They say even with modern technology, it is difficult to differentiate between the good ones and the, the, the bad ones among 3,000 herbs. But the messages reached them. What happened when the message reached them? They were half naked. Somewhat they began to dress right. That's the kind of gospel that I'm looking for. Are you still with me? This is the move of God, folks. Let's sing. The Holy Spirit must come down. Let's calm down. Has been saved. Let's put it in pastor. The Holy Spirit has come down. It was dead in South Africa. How many believe that all over the building?
Message works, we are the evidence. 
Hallelujah. How many say we are the evidence that this message works? the results. See, here are the results. Everything the messenger said would take place has taken place. And we are the results. Amen. Give us another worshiping song. We're going to wrap up in prayer. Amen.
gracious heavenly father lord we are coming before your throne of mercy this afternoon father we have got every reason to thank you oh god yes. you have done so many things in our lives oh father yes, lord jesus you have changed us oh god you have moved us from glory to glory oh father yes, you have renewed our strength oh god like that eaglet oh god you picked us from the banyards oh father Lord Jesus, because you loved us, O oh God. We have got every reason to magnify your name, O oh Father. We have got every reason to worship you, O oh Father, because you are a great God. Because you are a God of gods, you are a Lord of lords. Father, you, you, you possess us, O oh Father. You possess all things, O oh God. Healing is with you, O oh Father. Favor is with you, O oh Lord Jesus. Life, eternal life, is with you, O oh God. And, O oh Father, we are your partakers, O oh Father. We are joint heirs together with Christ Jesus, O oh Father. We appreciate you. We love you, O oh God. And surely, O oh Father, you speak in silence, O oh Lord Jesus. When men are confused, O oh Father, Lord, you reveal this unto babies, O oh Father. Such babies, such as would learn, O oh God. And here we are, O oh Father, without backgrounds, oh God. But Lord, you just picked us, oh Father. Lord Jesus, without stature, without there's nothing, oh Father, good in us, oh Lord. Yes. But oh God, because of your love, that love, such wondrous love, oh God, here we are today, oh Father, in your house, oh Father, in your church, oh God, worshiping you, oh Father, giving you all the glory, oh Father, giving you the, all the honor, oh God, we didn't deserve it, oh Father. Our parents, Father God, were witches, oh Father God. Some of them used to go to witch doctors oh Father. They relied upon the evils of this world, oh God. But oh Father, you sustained them for a purpose, oh God. That you take away such people that look like junk, oh Father God. Lord Jesus, but from us, oh God, you are building something, yes. oh Father. You are molding, oh Father, something, oh God, that you look down on earth, oh God, and you smile at us, oh Father. Oh my God and my Lord, we thank you for the message of the hour, yes. for that Kentuckian man, oh God, that had no grammar, oh Father, that came out of poverty, oh Lord, but you lifted him up higher, oh Father God, so that you would join this message with us, oh God. Oh my God and my Lord, how humble we feel, oh Father. We owe you everything, oh God. We owe you the life that we are living, oh Father. We have got nothing to pay you back for, oh Father. Oh my God and my Lord, no wonder why that singer sang he paid a debt that I owed, yes. that I could not pay. Oh my God and my Lord, we really appreciate you, oh Father. We can look left, right and center, oh Father. We see all your goodness oh God. The reason why we are here in church, oh Father, there are people that have got money. That is everything in life, oh God. But they don't look. They pass through that road at Jericho Street, oh God. But we heard the pastor's testimony, oh God, that there is a brother that went to a Zionist, oh God, and they referred him here to be baptized, oh God. That is you calling, oh Father. You call, oh Father God. There's no man that owes you, oh Father. But if you want to call someone, you can do whatever you want to bring them to your house, oh God. No one is better than the other here, oh God. But oh Father, we love you oh God, because of the spirit of Jesus Christ that is reigning amongst us, oh Father. Like every man, some men that are intelligent, they might be trying to look where did he go, oh Father. But like the pastor said, oh God, we know that he is here with us, oh Father. We appreciate you, oh God, for your visitation, oh Father. We appreciate you, oh God. For normally, brother, like he said, that when we are sleeping sometimes, you just wake us up, oh God, because you want that quiet time with us, oh God. Because you want to whisper something to us, oh God. Because you've got a special 
message, oh Father, to talk to us, oh God. And oh my God and my Lord, may you take away the laziness from our bodies, oh Father. Yes. Sometimes when you come whisper to us, talk to us and wake us up, we try to fight back to sleep, oh God. But oh my God and my Lord, we have heard, oh Father, that you want to single us out, oh God. When the demons are tired, oh God, when they slumber, oh Father, that's the time that you want to wake us up, yes. talk to us, oh God, mean business with us, oh Father. Oh my God and my Lord, we thank you, oh Father God. We know that normally during the day, we are busy with education, busy with school, busy with work, oh Father, busy with noises that happen in our lives, oh God. And oh Lord, you have respected that quiet time, oh God, until you follow us, oh God, such love, such wondrous love, oh God, until you wake us up, oh God, and speak to us, oh Father. And oh my God, let us, oh Father God, yield ourselves to the Spirit, oh God. We thank you for this sermon. We thank you for this service. We thank you for the message of the hour, oh God. We thank you for the pastor that you gave us, oh God. We thank you for the, his family, for the elders in this church, for the light, everyone that is here in your presence, oh God. We thank you for them, oh God. We wouldn't have made it without them, oh Father. But because they are there, we stand shoulder to shoulder, oh God. Father, we appreciate you. We know you love us, oh God. You gave us brothers. You gave us sisters. You gave us friends in this house, oh God, Father, so that you will see us through, oh God. May you bless this ministry, oh Father. May you bless, oh Father God, the all your children, oh Father, that are coming in, oh Lord Jesus, Father. May you remember the fort, I mean the services that are coming, oh Lord Jesus, Father. We pray for the conventions, oh God, that is about to come, oh Lord Jesus, Father. We don't want to see a man, oh God. We want Whitbank to have a visitation, oh Father. Yes. A visitation from the Holy... I mean, God, oh Lord Jesus, Father, coming, oh Father God, amongst us, oh Father, Lord, you know, we know, oh Father, you have done it before, oh God, you will never leave us, oh Father God, you will come, you, when you arrange a meeting, oh Father, you are the first person to be there, oh God, and in this convenient, I mean, in this conventions, oh God, we pray for the visiting pastor, oh Father, we pray for the visitors, we pray for everyone that shall gather, oh God, may something special happen, oh Father, may you reward the sacrifices, oh Father God, of your children, who made it possible, oh God, for this meeting to be there, oh Father, we pray for Brother God in Chitsinde, oh God, we pray for his family, we pray for everyone here, Father, that we may benefit, oh God, may you gather your people together, oh Father, that that should, those that should benefit from these conventions, oh Father, we are asking, oh Father, for a greater visit Oh God, you are a God, Father God, that can visit. We have seen you now, oh God. We are expecting, we know, oh God, that you will be there to meet us, oh Father, to answer our prayers in a special way. On if using a different man, oh God, you shall minister unto us, oh Father. We are waiting, oh Father God, upon that day. We are believing and trusting, oh Father, that it has been done already, oh God. May all the glory and honor, oh Father, be returned to you, oh God. Be with us, oh Lord Jesus, as we shall depart from this house, oh God. May your love and your grace and your favor go away with us, oh God. We are looking forward to a busy day tomorrow, I mean a busy week, oh Father. We know the devil will never let us, Father, yes. go, go by, oh Lord, freely, oh Father. But Lord, we, we know, Father God, but through our prayers, we can corner him, oh God. We can bind him, oh Father. Therefore, we are coming, binding the devil in this coming week, oh Father. A busy week at work, whatever is going to happen, oh Father God, we have proclaimed the victory, Father, who will remain your children, who will be humble, knowing that there is a Father who is watching over us, oh God. Yes. And may you deal, oh Father God, with all our enemies enemies, oh God. May you set a table before us, oh Father God, that we, your name may be elevated above all names. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask for your blessings as we depart this place. Amen and amen. God bless you richly. We are meeting on Saturday, 4 o'clock. Uh, Wednesday, says Brother Philip has announced we are not here. Uh, we are meeting on Saturday.
uh, Wednesday service, we will just put, the, put them on pause until the 16th of June. But Sunday is business as usual. So we'll see you on Saturday. The reason we are giving you Wednesday off is just for you to spend time in prayer and pray for the meetings. Amen. God bless you richly. Have a blessed week. Musicians are requested to remain and the singers after the service, brothers. We would want to have a quick chat with you. Uh, amen. I think even the sound team, they would want to discuss the setup for next week. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, you can give us a jubilant song till we see you. Yes. When this life is over, I'll fly away. <laughs>